alongside me this week to preview the season oper- opener excuse me, between Minnesota United and FC Dallas is Drew Eberly of Big D Soccer. Check him out and support their work at BigD.Soccer, former SB Nation site, now providing independent coverage of FC Dallas. Drew, how are you, man? Thanks so much for joining me. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Let's jump right into this. Um, you know, uh, we'll both be in Dallas. We'll both be in the press box in Frisco on Saturday. So excited to actually meet you in person there and get to know you a little bit better. But uh, the people are here to learn about FC Dallas, uh, who might not uh, be a, as acquainted with this year's uh, club. So let's go ahead and kind of start where last season ended. Finish the regular season extremely strong to take the third spot in the West. Obviously, everyone listening to this knows what happened at Toyota Stadium in the first round of the playoffs. Won't go too much into detail on that. Uh, but then came the playoff Texas Derby in Austin, which Dallas fell two to one. Uh, what was that feeling amongst Dallas fans, supporters, and the club themselves about kind of how things finished last season? Was there a sense of satisfaction that you know we finished top three, win a playoff game, or was there a feeling of of maybe business that was left kind of untaken care of with that loss to Austin? Yeah, you know, I, honestly, I think it was kind of split depending on who you mm-hmm. ask. I think some folks were very thrilled just to be back in the playoffs and to win a playoff game for that matter, which mm-hmm. they hadn't done in several years at that point. And then the other side is probably like, oh, we, we lost to a a rival that's kind of a baby rival because Austin's only a couple years old. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, that stings to lose to a little brother in that manner, in that fashion. Yeah. Um, so for me personally, I, they hit the expectations and then some last year. And, you know, even though it was a disappointing playoff loss, I, I think they very well hit the marks where they needed to, as the season went along, they improved the defense. The offense was very entertaining to watch and got even more entertaining as the season went on. Uh, players stepped up, earned their contract, so to speak, like Jesus Ferreira, he got a DP contract at the beginning of the year and definitely earned it with 18 Mm. goals tying a club record uh, in that mark. And then, you know, just from there on, it was just, there was obviously moments in the season where we were like, okay, yep. Things are coming back down to reality. That summer, always that annual summer kind of slump that teams have, they had it pretty hard, but they found a way late in the year to, to bounce back and really prove to a lot of people like, Oh no, this, this group is different. They are treading in the right direction under Nico Estevez. Yeah, let's talk about Nico Estevez and his tactics a little bit. Um, you know, when I looked back at, you know, I was doing my research for this and for the game on Saturday, I was just looking back at some of the score lines, and I feel like this is something I, I kind of knew, but I didn't. There were so many like 1 0, 1 1 type score lines last yes. year <laughs> with this extremely talented front line. And I know Nico Estevez has really ingratiated himself with this locker room and with the FC Dallas community. Uh, but how does the club sort of navigate a need for more goals without really needing to add much in terms of personnel to do that? It seems like this kind of weird dynamic where you have the dudes, but the goals just aren't coming. So what what needs to change and what do you expect might change heading into 2023 to try to alleviate that issue? Yeah, I mean, the the need to put teams away was easily one of the biggest weaknesses in 2022. Mm-hmm. And in preseason, honestly, we didn't get to see hardly much at all of FC Dallas in preseason. They were Same. home for a game. <laughs> they were in Spain for a stretch, and all those yeah. games in Spain were not broadcasted. We had one that was broadcasted over the weekend in Houston that just showed up last second. Like Most of us mm-hmm. were like, oh, wait, there's a game tonight. That 
yeah. we didn't realize what was going to actually be on TV for us to view. And they, they didn't show up well in that one. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, the weakness of not putting teams away is really something they, they should have addressed more, but they kind of had to do some re uh, re tinkering in some, some ways on their roster, mainly because they had Frank O'Hara on a DP contract that was yep. going to June up until mm-hmm. about a month or so ago when they were able to finally work that out. They still had that open spot this past week. Actually, they've traded for a number nine and Jesus Jimenez from Toronto. It was a kind of a bittersweet type of trade. Yeah. Put away a homegrown in Brandon Cervania. Uh, it's never an easy thing to, to stomach for a Dallas fan because we, we're pretty prideful about our homegrowns. Um, but I think, honestly, you know, we can get more into it later if you want, but that that's a good deal both ways. Yeah. Um, so. We, we don't know necessarily up front since Jimenez is, you know, he's arriving this week. I doubt and he might be on the bench on Saturday. We don't really know just yet because it's kind of hard to transition from one team's preseason to another's team's preseason like that uh, with, you know, a couple of days before the first game. Uh, but in a weird way, you know, they, they didn't really add a lot to that attack to help with that finishing issue. Other than mm-hmm. bringing up a couple guys from North Texas SC, you know, they had signed Bernard Commando like late yeah. in the year last year. They're really excited by him. He's a great story. You know, a guy that, you know, tried out for the team and ended up making the team and then moved, you know, just had a two season explosion of goals at North Texas. And so they, mm-hmm. they, they brought him up and they're hopeful that he can find a way to be a spark off the bench. Same. He's with, like uh, 20, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's very young. Same with another yeah. guy that they brought from North Texas. Uh, I, I'm trying to I'm blanking on his first name, but I know his last name's Maluto. He also was another guy they they had signed to North Texas from overseas. He was a part of the Byron Elite Academy te- type team. So this guy's you know got some pedigree to him and a lot of expectation. But again, he's like 19, so he's he's young. He's got to earn his chops, so to speak. He did. I did see that he was playing a fair mountain preseason, which was mm-hmm. good considering that Ferreira was, you know, gone for a little bit with the national team. So he, he at least got some of those first team reps, so to speak, at least in preseason. Um, but really, you know, at the end of the day, I think having this core group of Ferreira, Velasco, Ariola, Palmacall, uh, Sebastian Legette, that group having a full preseason together hopefully can work those kinks out for putting teams away because we started seeing a little bit towards the end of last season. I'm sure you remember the game in Minnesota between these two teams. Yep. That, that was a game that Dallas wouldn't have won a year ago, two years ago. They found a way to put Minnesota away pretty early in my opinion. Early uh, in the second half for sure. I believe five yeah. minutes of madness was the quote. Yeah. Adrian it was just, after. you know, quick, quick kind of goals and, mm-hmm. They, they weren't doing that on the regular, but that was a game that really showed this group and a lot of fans watching the team that when they can click, they can click really well and they can actually put away teams. It's just a matter of them maintaining that. I mean, it's, you know, 34 games is a, is a haul. So I don't know if it's a, yeah. if it's actually going to be a well, thing. It could we'll be upwards about. of 50, depending on what competitions you're in in yeah. 2023. Yeah. I mean, that's another, that's another topic <laughs> for sure. Cause I mean, I, I don't think anybody's got the depth for what's going to come to this this league and this group of teams. But, no, uh, you know, I think as long as they can maintain that mentality of what they've done in a few games late last year as a group into the spring, 
you know, that they can find ways to put away teams. I mean, they've done it. It's just, it's just being consistent about it. You mentioned the loss of uh, Frank O'Hara. Let's talk about the departures a little bit. Obviously club legend, Matt Hedges outgoing to uh, Toronto as well. Um, How big are these, are these losses? How much of an impact do these losses have on the team, whether it's in the locker room, on the field, you know, I presume maybe Har is, uh, you know, Har is back in Argentina, maybe hanging out with Mano Reynoso, who knows. Uh, but uh, th- these losses, uh, these two players specifically, um, do you expect uh, much of a, a negative impact on the field in 2023 from those? Yeah, I mean, that's I, I honestly think between Hara and Hedges, it's a little bit different. Hara's impact is going to be lost more in the locker room. He was really mm-hmm. a good leader for those young, especially those young South American players like Velasco. He took that guy under his wing on day one last year and really made him comfortable in Dallas and in Frisco. Whereas, <clears throat> excuse me, Hedges, on the other hand, yeah, he'd been there for years. He was kind of the established elder statesman in the locker room, but he wasn't a very vocal leader in the locker room at times. I mean, mm-hmm. he was more of a show it on the field, get the work done, that kind of way uh, kind of guy. So his impact is going to be more missed probably in those, I, I would imagine in those tight games where you, really want that veteran leader just to step up, calm some nerves down, or even just make that big defensive play. Um, I mean, Dallas has some good defenders waiting in the wings, but I mean, it's a matter of, I always think it's a matter of chemistry. And, you know, last year things just clicked really well between him and Jose Martinez. They were both healthy uh, where they weren't in 2021. And it really showed that, you know, when they were both healthy, both out there, you know, they really were able to lock things down in the central defense in a lot of games and, you know, just controlling tempo with the way they, they like to build out of the back. Uh, so it's going to be a, a very big challenge and a bit, very big hurdle to overcome. Uh, we understood the, the math and the money behind why Hedges had to go. It, it was always just going to be a tough pill to swallow, though, because, I mean, it's, it's a guy that had just been there for so long and you just don't see that as much mm-hmm. in MLS these days. Um, Hara, we were happy to see the money and the lack of productivity on the field go away as fans, because it just, it was a move that it sounded good when it happened on paper a couple years ago, but as time wore on, we just, all of us got frustrated that he was making 3 million and only giving us, you know, 12 or 15 goals or whatever it was after, after it was all said and done. And so, um, we're hopeful that. Less DP signings are like that and more are like the, the Alan Velasco or even like further back, like Mauro Diaz, Devin Friera type DP signings for the club. Definitely. So you mentioned a couple of newcomers, uh, you know, or newcomers in terms of coming up from North Texas last season. Um, whether it's it is one of those guys or whether it's somebody that the team has brought in from elsewhere, you know, which newcomer this offseason that's come to the club do you think? could and will make the largest impact on the team in 2023. I mean, right now, it seems like our new U22 signing, uh, Giovanni Jesus from uh, Brazil, will probably be the one that we'll see the most early on, um, just because he's filling a, a, a need at right back, at uh, the ever-revolving door at right back with FC Dallas, from the days of Reggie Cannon to Brian Reynolds to, I mean, Emmett Tomasi has been great, but I've always, I think a lot of us have always felt like he needs someone to push, like another talent to really push him. Um, he had that a little bit last season with Nanu, 
a, a veteran out of Portugal, but it just it wasn't a fit that worked out well. Um, Jesus has played pretty well in preseason from what most people are saying, and he's going to at least make – I would imagine he'll make his debut on Saturday. Uh, if not, you know, we'll probably see him off the bench because I would imagine him and Tomasi are going to probably rotate quite a bit like we saw last season between Tomasi and Nanu. But uh, outside of him, I mean, the newcomers are, like the, like I mentioned, the two from North Texas, uh, a draft pick that I would imagine will mostly spend time in, at North Texas this season, uh, and then a couple homegrowns. One, unfortunately, that is out the entire season. He picked up a ACL, MCL injury in Spain. That, that was Tarek Scott. I mean, he, he was a young forward prospect that, a lot of people were really excited by it, but unfortunately his first professional season is going to get completely derailed with uh, an injury rehab. But the other is uh, a Nolan Norris. Uh, he's You could play him on, on the fullback spot on the left, or you can play him in the central defense. Um, he's, he's another exciting young homegrown that played well at North Texas uh, as an Academy player. And then they, you know, promoted him to a full homegrown contract from it. So, I don't know how much we'll see of him compared to other guys, but uh, probably, you know, those open cup games, those league cup games will be a, a good test for a guy like that. Definitely. All right. Give me a few predictions for this season, Drew. Give me, give me three. So we just did this on our Loons Daily newsletter for Minnesota United. Uh, we kind of had three main topics that, that we touched on and provided our uh, predictions for. So the three predictions I want you to give for FC Dallas this year are team MVP, most improved player, and then your pick on where the club finishes in the Western Conference. Okay, yeah, I've I've been milling those items around in different writings and posts, but I haven't actually, I don't think, put anything to true paper yet, especially in the mm-hmm. season finishing prediction. Uh, but I'll start with that one, just because I I've seen some other predictions out there, and I I kind of agree with most most. Most of them that I've seen, some of them I'm like, eh, you guys are stretching a little bit. But mm. um, given the the talent that's there, the schedule I think actually kind of favors them a little bit because they're not dealing with Champions League like you know Austin or LAFC. Mm-hmm. Um, Leagues Cup actually should work out in their favor, being at home for a couple games. Um, and you know the Open Cup always throws a button wrinkle in, but you know it's just a matter of if they take it as serious as they claim they do, I still think the schedule is very favorable from start to finish for them to do well this season. And I think, honestly, I think they could improve just a little bit, maybe on the points, but I think third is probably safe, even though that's where they got last year. It feels very safe to say that this is a team that will probably be in that top three, top four um, standings once we're all said and done in October, but third feels good again. I, I, I don't want to – I saw some people saying they could be second. I think I saw one person out there. I was like, oh, they're going to win the conference. And I'm like, well, let's, you know, let's taper down those expectations. Just <laughs> um, we're, we've, we've gotten quite used to not over-hyping uh, this team in, from years past where we have overhyped them. And so we're always trying to, like, just lower that bar just enough to where when we raise – when we get over that bar, great. Mm-hmm. Expectations met and then some. Um as far as team MVP, I, I think it really comes down to how well Jesus Ferreira plays this season. If he has another season like 2022, it's an easy 
write it in with pin kind of situation. Um, but honestly, don't sleep on Alan Velasco. Uh, yeah. I, I really love the idea of this kid in year two. Now that he's had a full season with this team, a full season in MLS, no less. And uh, just knowing how the travel goes, how the officials go, uh, all the little ins and outs that he, he probably wasn't aware of a season ago. He, I think could really emerge um, not just as an MVP candidate for the team, but as, you know, the, the, U, the player, the U22 under 22 list that Mina loves, loves to put out towards the end of the season. I think he's a guy that could really, and I, I can't remember exactly when his birthday is. I, he might be old, too old for this by, by the time that comes out, but if he's not, <laughs> Uh, I, I fully believe he could easily top that list this season uh, mm -hmm. just in terms of his creativity, his output in terms of goals. I mean, he, he had a couple free kick goals last season that were highlight reel esque. And now that he's, like I said, had a full season under him and a full preseason under him, it, I think he could really sneak into that picture uh, for the team, and, which would be great. You know, if you had yeah. one MVP candidate, awesome. You can have two, even better. And then your last one was most improved. Um, you know, for me, I, it, we, we've been talking a lot here in Dallas about what the team could do with that open DP slot, what position battles are really front and center. Uh, for me, it comes down to that number six spot, that defensive mid. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we have two guys that are going to battle that all season long again for – I think the third season in a row now and that's uh Kenyon uh Facuna Kenyon and uh, Edwin Cirillo both guys are great in their own regard they bring different dimensions one you know Kenyon's a veteran he's he's going to calm things down pretty good when he's on the field we saw him in those playoff games last season as a starter even though he wasn't starting the final few games of the regular season mm -hmm. uh Cirillo Cirillo is a great homegrown player I still want to see him take that next leap as a professional. And I'm hopeful that, you know, saying he's going to be the most improved means he's making that leap uh, as in terms of like a true destroyer in the midfield, kind of like what the team had with Carlos Garezo, who's now back in MLS at San Jose with our former head coach, Luchi Gonzalez. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about how we would love to see that six spot improved, but yep. if Rio can really, make the case as an improved player and be the guy that can hammer things down in the midfield, then he's it. Like there's no need to yeah. spend that, that DP slot on a six if he can do that. And that's, that's at least like a expectation of mine and a hope of mine for him this season. All right. So let's get into our, our picks here. So this is presented by our friends over at better edge, kind of making it a, a little bit of an announcement here, but better edge and so does soccer have launched a season long partnership. Better edge is a Minneapolis based online community and social betting marketplace, allowing fans to bet, get, bet against or with each other, as opposed to against a sports book that benefits from your loss. Um, you can place real money or edge coins, which are kind of like a play currency. And you can bet on MLS, UEFA Champions League, uh, European Premier League matches all season long. Just use our promo code LOONS. That's L-O-O-N-S. And you'll get $20 in your account when you sign up. Again, that's betteredge.com, code LOONS, to get started with a free $20 in your account at Better Edge. All right, Drew. So how this works is I'm going to tell you what I like in this one. 
uh, from a, a wagering perspective, whether it's the money line or the over under. And you're going to tell me if you're with me or against me on that particular bet. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So Minnesota's the underdog. They're plus 181. So for those who might not know betting, that means you make $181 on a $100 bet, or you can scale that down. You make $18 on a $10 bet, you know, whatever you're betting. Um, You make kind of a 181% on, on that bet. On the flip side, Dallas is minus 181, which means if you bet $100, you have to bet, or if you bet, you have to bet $181 to make 100 bucks. The over-under, so Dallas is obviously a pretty big favorite in this one. Uh, the over-under is at two and a half goals. So you can either bet the over two and a half goals will be scored or under two and a half total goals will be scored. Now, Drew, considering this is not, this is the first match, we don't really know, we don't have any, you know, we haven't been able to watch even much preseason, either of us, to really get a firm grasp on what these teams will look like on the field in 2023. I'm not really going to be touching the money line here. I don't know if Dallas, I don't know if Dallas could find the firepower to score multiple goals on kind of this revitalized Loon's defense. And I have no idea where the chance creation is going to come from on Minnesota's side without Reynoso. So I'm actually going to go under two and a half total goals as my pick in this one. And I think we're looking at, you know, if I had to give like an actual firm prediction on the scoreline, I think we're probably looking at like one, one, or maybe even like a nil, nil draw here. If either team wins, I'm thinking, you know, maybe one nil there. Um, What are you thinking on that? Are you with me or against me on that, Drew? Yeah, I'm with you there. When you, when you mentioned the under over, I was like, Oh, it's definitely going to be under. There's (laughs) I, I have, I would love to see a goal fest in a season opener. Me too. (laughs) It's been a long time. I'd have to look back. I want to say it's been several years for Dallas where they've had a, a really strong season opener with several goals. Usually usually it's a one nothing or a 1-1 affair for them. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like this game has got one of those two score lines written all over it. Um, with Dallas, probably if they get the win, it would be a one nothing for sure. Not going to lie, it would be kind of a bummer to fly all the way down from Minnesota to Dallas to not see a goal. But uh, such as such as life and such as soccer sometimes. But hopefully hopefully we get a couple goals. So again, betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com and use the promo code loons. You get $20 in your account. You can ride with me on that under two and a half or you can ride against me going with the over or betting the money line on FC Dallas versus Minnesota United on Saturday. All right, Drew Epperly of Big D Soccer. Tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, we're at bigd.soccer. And uh, in, in a couple of weeks, it'll be, you can go to the old domain, bigdsoccer.com, and it'll get you where you need to go at our new location. Mm-hmm. So appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. Pre- appreciate you, Drew. Thank you so much. I'm sure we'll talk soon. And I'm, I'm, I have no doubt that we'll talk in person on Saturday. Yeah. Looking forward to it. All right. Take it easy. You too.